In today's show, we're looking across the NBA at injuries. Who's coming back when? Who's currently out? What's the status on all of these injured blokes? Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by old mates at Sweatblock. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock. Save 20% with the promo code Locked On at sweatblock.com, also available on Amazon. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. So before the 15 games of Monday, we're going to go through the 30 teams and have a look at where injuries currently sit. So Warney, Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> all righty then. First, um, first team, the Atlanta Hawks. Two guys that are injured or currently on their injured list. Bogdan Bogdanovich still out with this knee injury. This is why he wasn't a guy to pick outside of probably the last round. Um, we don't know when he's returning. I wouldn't expect him back this week. In fact, yeah, if he didn't return until like the very end of November, I wouldn't be surprised. And then you get ramp-up situation, and then he's still coming off the bench. He probably does get to 27, 28 minutes. And I did just add him in one league because I had open IR slots. But I don't think that his return or his top 100 ceiling is even remotely close to happening at the moment. They also have Trey Young on the injury report as questionable for Monday's game with a shin issue. Don't expect that to be serious, but Young has had to leave both of the last two games with injury, one with his eye and another one with the shin problem. So let's, let's just keep an eye on that one with Trey. I don't imagine it's an issue, but if he does miss, it'll be Aaron Holiday, I expect who gets the biggest bump in that. Obviously, usage goes to Collins and to Murray and to Hunter. But in terms of minutes, Aaron Holiday is that guy who probably gets that biggest step forward there. The Boston Celtics, Luke Cornett. He is out for personal reasons. He was playing into a role. He played 23-19, a weird two-minute game, and then 15 minutes in those three games and had to miss the last two for personal reasons. He played himself ahead of Blake Griffin and ahead of Noah Vonley and was getting solid run, which was important for very deep leagues. But he is out again. The Rock DJ, of course, Robbie Williams. He remains out. He, I don't know when he's going to come back. Maybe Christmas, maybe January. And then he'll be limited. Again, holding on to someone like that in a non-IR situation, in a non-stashable spot. Remember, that's how we're going to refer to things. IR, IL+, IL, Roto Games Cap Bench, Weekly Changes Bench. It is all the same thing functionally. It's a stashable position. The other option is Daily Changes where you don't have that option or they're full. So Rob Williams is, of course, a stash if you've got that ability. But if you don't have that ability and you might be waiting, let's say best case scenario, seven weeks, it's really hard, especially if you've gone 0-3 or you're sitting with a negative win-loss in each category format. Um, over the first three weeks. It's really hard to deal with that when you're just missing one rotational slot every week. And again, when he comes back, he'll probably play 20 minutes for three to four weeks and be limited there. So it is a tough one to try and thread. 
the Brooklyn Nets. Ben Simmons is going to be back today. So I've got him on this injury report just to let you know that he is returning. But he is going to be returning playing in a limited role. He's going to be playing um, about 20 minutes in today's game. They play again Wednesday, so hopefully he's back to, to full full run there. Um, Kyrie has three games at least left on his suspension, so the earliest he can return is Sunday against the Lakers. But we have no idea where that's going to be. Apparently, he has a meeting on Tuesday with Adam Silver. That's part of his six-step process, I believe, to returning to the court. Um You'd have to think that all of those things on that list is going to make it really hard for him to be back this week. So I would expect at least the rest of this week, so including Sunday, he is out. And maybe he makes a return end of next week. I honestly don't know. I keep seeing people saying, oh, there's rumors he's going to retire. I don't think any of that's credible. Maybe he, like anything this guy does wouldn't shock me. But I don't think that we need to look at yeah, these you know sinister whispers, or not even sinister whispers, like, is he going to retire? I don't know. Nobody, actually, nobody knows. I don't think, about where he, he goes from here. Now, of course, with him out, Cam Thomas has had two absolute monsters, but Simmons was also out in those games. So I don't really know how Thomas is going to fare. We'll find out today. Of course, Tony Warren remains out with his foot injury. At this point, I just give up on the bloke, honestly. The fact that he... The only reason... Hmm, let's rephrase that. The reason that he was available to sign for a minimum is because his foot is rooted. I'm certain of that because he's a much better player than a minimum salary player, but nobody wanted to take that risk, apparently. The Nets said, oh, sure, we'll chuck a minimum on you, and we'll see what happens. Well, what's happened is absolutely nothing. So I have no faith in him coming back, really, at um, any point soon. The Charlotte Hornets. Some good news, I think, is going to be on the horizon for the Hornets. LaMelo Ball, I think, has a chance of returning on Wednesday. I, I don't know that, of course but I think there's a chance that he could be back on on Wednesday. He's missed all of the season. I think he'll be limited somewhat, and it is a a Wednesday-Thursday back-to-back, so maybe he comes back on the Thursday. But I reckon end of this week, we'll get LaMelo Ball back. Gordon Haywood has missed three straight. He's going to miss Monday as well with the shoulder injury. This bloke, seriously, not only has he got a shit haircut, but he just cannot stay healthy. It's always There's always something different that's happening. It's wrist, it's ankle, it's foot, it's something. Now it's shoulder. Um... It doesn't appear to be a serious problem, so he should be back this week, but it's just frustrating. But you know, the thing is, you didn't have to give up a high draft pick to get him, did you? Cody Martin has played one minute this season. He's doubtful again Monday. His return, Hayward's return, Ball's return, is going to really cramp what Ubre and Jalen McDaniels have been doing, but we don't know exactly how that's going to pan out. Or Dennis Smith Jr., the wood slanger, he is questionable for Monday's action. He left Saturday's game with an ankle sprain, um, he might play Monday, but his value is it's gone. Like it's gonna look he might he might have value because Martin Haywood and Ball are out. As soon as one of those guys comes back, he's not gonna be worth it. If two of those guys come back, he's eliminated completely. And when three of them come back, there's no chance that he has value. So if you are looking for a longer term move, a, a a stash move or a streaming move that makes sense, you might have to sacrifice a game from Dennis Smith today. But I'm guessing you've got plenty of guys on your bench that you can slide in there instead of him. So I don't think he's a hold really at all. Um, the Bulls. Zach Levine. He missed yesterday's game with the knee management. And I thought, all right, for sure he'll be ready to go Monday. Apparently not, because he's still listed as questionable. Now, that's actually troubling. If he doesn't play on Monday, that would mean two games in a row missed, and then I would uh, really panic. I hope that it's just an administrative thing that they put him as questionable after missing yesterday. But God, we want to really find that out, don't we? We really want to find that out. 
So let's see how he looks. That, that, is, that is troubling. Andre Drummond, we thought was going to be out, but he's been upgraded to doubtful. That's still not likely to, that he plays. And what we really want to see when Drummond plays is the impact that that has on Pat Williams. Kobe White will be out again with a quad issue. That'll be his fifth straight game. That is giving more opportunities to the iron shoulder, Goran Dragic. Derek Jones is probable with a thumb issue. And Lonzo is still out with a knee. Again, we hear these things about Lonzo. He's doing some work. This does not mean he's returning soon. It means that maybe he plays this season. That's it. Again, he is even less of a stash than what Robert Williams is. Just really, really hard to hold on to someone like that when we don't know if they'll be back or when they'll be back or what they'll be functioning at when they return. Really, really tough to get um, excited about that. But I'll give you something you can be excited about, and that is sweat block. These blokes haven't been on the show for a while, but they're back now. Sweating is not something that anyone likes to do, right? We know it's got a, a function in our body, but it can be embarrassing. You can be out, you're wearing a shirt like this gray one I'm wearing now. You lift up your arm and there's a big dark patch under there. And you go, uh-oh, that's, uh, that's really embarrassing, right? So you know, when instead of having that problem, instead of having this, oh, I don't know if I should lift my arms up or something's feeling a little bit damp under the old arms, sweat block can be the solution. It can help fix that problem. Sweat block wipes are your little secret to confidence. The sweat block wipes work for up to seven days per use. Can you believe that? Seven days. You wipe them on and you sit back for a week and go, sweat, never heard of her. Don't have to worry about it. You put it on Sunday and that's it. You stay dry all week. So if you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock. Save 20% with a promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Also available at amazon.com. All right, let's go to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Injury-wise, they're pretty good. Ricky Rubio is still out. He won't be back till January, February, I'm guessing. Um, and Dylan Windler hasn't played this season with an ankle sprain. There was an opportunity for him, but yeah, Osman and Wade and Levert and all these guys are clearly ahead of him, so he's not going to get too much run there. And uh, yeah, it looks like his career is um, not functioning particularly well at the moment. On to the Dallas Mavericks. Could we see Frank Nilakina play for the first time this season? He's questionable with ankle effusion. I don't think he's actually going to play, even if he is healthy. But... Yeah, he's an option. Well, Davis Bertans remains out with that knee issue. He hasn't played this season, and he's still not going to play. He's going to be out Monday as well. So the snake bit start to Bertans' season continues. The Denver Nuggets. A few guys on the injury report. Nothing majorly serious here. Jeff Green is probable with a finger issue. Both Zeke Naji and Ish Smith are doubtful for Monday. Naji dealing with an ankle sprain just when he pushed into the rotation ahead of DeAndre Jordan. He got hurt. Happened last season as well. Um, and then Jermichael Green took that job back. Ish Smith, doubtful with the calf issue. That does help someone like the big stiffy Bones Highland. and also helps Bruce Brown to get extra minutes. Although, actually, you know what? Scrap that. It doesn't, because Smith is not a rotation player um, unless someone's hurt. So, no, no, no. It doesn't actually help anybody if Ish Smith is out. Well, Colin Gillespie remains sidelined with that fractured leg. He is a two-way player for them, and he wasn't going to play anyway. For the Pistons, some good news here. Jalen Duran. Duran is back. He is ready to go. And how they utilize Duran and Isaiah Stewart will be interesting. But Duran, I don't know if he's got a chance to really push into a must-roster spot because I really doubt that, especially when the injured Marvin Bagley returns, that Casey's going to play him 25, 26 minutes. I don't think that Duran's going to get that. But for now, there's at least 20 minutes coming. As for Bagley, we're probably two weeks away. I wouldn't be bothered with him. Stashing him in 12s, no way. Uh, points leagues in 14, maybe. But I honestly just don't think he's coming in, starting, playing 25 minutes and being useful. He, he's not good. We know that. Their team's not good. Alec Burks yeah, may be returning this week. There has been some positive updates on Burks. 
Alec Berg. Maybe he comes back Wednesday or Friday, slides into the rotation ahead of Corey Joseph, maybe takes some MC Hamadou Diallo minutes. But he's not likely to be any sort of fantasy option I wouldn't um, I wouldn't expect. For the Warriors, Dante DiVincenzo remains out again. Everyone who missed last game, Wiggins, Curry, Thompson, Green, they're all returning. No shock there. DiVincenzo remains sidelined. Of course, we're not rostering him. The Warriors don't play again until Friday, though. And Andre Iguodala remains out for conditioning. He is not there to play. I'm pretty convinced of that. He's, he's there absolutely in emergencies for playoffs, maybe, or just to sit on the bench and, and keep guys like Jonathan Kaminga and James Wiseman under control. There is some talk, well, not talk, there is talk that Wiseman, uh, Kaminga will be in the rotation. Who he replaces, whether it's Green or Wiseman, we, uh, we don't know, and we will find out. Long injury list for the Houston Rockets. Nothing majorly serious here. Jalen Green and Jabari Smith, both on the injury report, but they're both likely to play Monday. Green with a knee issue and Smith with an illness that cost him last game. So we'll get a real opportunity to see, hopefully one of those two at least, has a bigger performance. Kevin Porter Jr., unfortunately, has appeared on the injury report with an illness. He is questionable. If he is out, whew, what do they do? Do they start Dacian Nix? Do they start just Jalen Green and Eric Gordon as their point guards? and then get another guy like Tari preseason into the rotation, they could be in real trouble there. I think they would give it to Knicks, but I'm not convinced. The wild thing, Jay Sean Tate remains out. Even the wild thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. With that ankle, he came back, played three games, and now he's missed four in a row. With that ankle soreness, you do not have to be rostering Wild Thing in 12 or even 14 team leagues. But his absence and the potential absence of another guy like Porter means that uh, Tari preseason and KJ Martin get real boosts in that scenario. Not thinking that preseason or okay, preseason Eason or Martin are must roster players. Eason has a lot higher upside, but he isn't getting the minutes uh, where Martin's getting them ahead of him. Bruno Fernando probably still out the rest of this week. I don't think we should need to be grabbing him. He, I really, really doubt that he's going to come back and take that starting job back off Shingun. Shingun, honestly, over the last week has been the Rockets' best player. And Ty Ty Washington is questionable. He hasn't played this season. He's a really interesting long-term prospect, but we're not going to see much from him this season, I don't think. For the Pacers, Chris Duarte is out for a while. Obviously, you've dropped him in all 12-team leagues. But he's going to be out for probably a month or so with an ankle problem. Um, that does help the value of Benedict Matherin. It helps Andrew Nembhard. It helps Aaron Neesmith. The problem is two of those guys are in the injury report. Neesmith with foot soreness. He is questionable. And Nembhard with knee soreness. He is questionable as well. No, no, neither of, can't speak anymore. Neither of those guys are 12 or 14 team league options. But if they do happen to be out, then Timothy John McConnell and Benedict Matherin, the Eggman, both of those guys get real boost. Matherin is, of course, a 12-team league guy. McConnell is more of a 14-team league guy if those absences stick. Daniel Tice still out with knee soreness. Why is he even on this team? I, I don't get it. For the Clippers, Reggie Jackson banged knees yesterday. Now, in yesterday's recap podcast, I didn't mention that because I didn't know. I'd finished recording and then Ty Lue came and said that. That's why he only played the 20 minutes yesterday and why John Wall played like the final 18 minutes of the game because Jackson banged his knee. Now, Wall isn't going to play today. We'll see if Jackson's ready to go. If they're both out, who's their starting point guard? Terrence Mann? And then that would mean guys like Amir Coffey would have to start because Luke Kennard's out with a chest issue. Um, they're a little bit worried about how long that's going to be. So I think there is a chance... The Canard, does, he does, he's out Monday. There's a chance he also doesn't play on um, Wednesday, I would guess. But we will uh, 
We will see. His value is not really there for fantasy leagues. And then, of course, I talked a lot about it yesterday. Kawhi Leonard with the ACL. He's out um, Monday. He has no timetable to return. This is not normal of an ACL injury. And someone said, Josh, you should have known. You should have known that Kawhi wouldn't enter the season healthy. Why? Why would I Why would I expect that? Because he was healthy. He showed us he was healthy in the preseason, and it is 16 months removed from an ACL. Something has happened. This is as clear as day. Something happened. He was healthy entering the season. We saw him healthy in the preseason. He was starting in the preseason. He was healthy, and then something happened. And it's just not a normal response. For, it's, that's why I'm saying it's not a normal ACL recovery. The Los Angeles Lakers, quite a few of their guys are out today. Lonnie Walker, barely played yesterday, now out with an illness. LeBron James is out. LeBron James. And good, because he does not look right at all. He keeps hurting the foot. He was sick. He just isn't playing very well. And he probably does need this game off to rest. So he's out. As for Walker... He is just a fringe 12-team league category guy. Now, you can afford to hold through this one-game absence, and I probably would. But let's not get it twisted that he's this great option in, in uh, now. Dennis Schroeder, dealing with a finger problem. He is probably back into the week, maybe the weekend. Anthony Davis is listed probable with his back injury. He seems to be getting better with that injury, so that's a positive for us there. Pat Beverly is going to miss again with an illness, and Tom Bryant's out for another week. Someone asked me, hey, do I add Tom Bryant? He can get 20-plus minutes yet. Like, no, absolutely not. He is not going to be a 12-team league guy or 14-team league guy or probably even a 16-team league guy. What they do today with Walker, James, and Beverly all out, well, none's going to keep starting, but Russell Westbrook's going to have to start, surely. Or are they going to keep they're going to keep him on the bench and start Reeves and Nunn together? Be really intrigued to see what they do. Like, because their lineup looks weird at the moment. There's so many. Walker, James, Beverly, all out. Like, who, who do they start? It's going to be really, really weird. And there's no long-term thing there. Like, we're not adding Brown or Reeves or Toscano Anderson or any of those guys. But it is going to be interesting for us to watch how that goes. Bet Online is your number one source, would you believe, for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends. This is what this new ad read says. Latest trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Amateur leagues. Amateur leagues. I assume you mean college, but that's broad. From football to basketball, soccer, and esports, they've got it all at betonline.net. NFL, there's a game today. Ravens, Saints. The Ravens are two-point favorites. That doesn't feel like enough. Lamar. Big game for him coming up, and you can check all that, plus all of next week's NFL action as well. And if you love sports podcasts, of course you do. You're listening to me talk. Um, You can find them at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Don't forget to gamble responsibly. Memphis. Um, the big fella, Steve Adams, dealing with an ankle sprain that he hurt yesterday. He said it's going to be fine. He is officially listed questionable. If he is out, Brandon Clark is the clear one-for-one -one replacement there, and his value would thrive. Jake LaRavia is dealing with a hip problem. I thought LaRavia looked pretty good those last two games. I think he's significantly better than David Roddy, but if he's going to get hurt again, then yeah, where he fits in the rotation is still up in the air, and he's not really a fantasy guy. I think we're probably two weeks away from Jaron Jackson returning. That is a complete guess, but I'm trying to put info together. Now I'm never going to trust Jaron, or I'm never going to trust the Grizzlies medical staff with releasing information timely. I'm just not. But I'm getting the vibe that he'll be back before the end of this month. So if he is Jaron Jackson floating on waiver-wise, and I know he is in some leagues, if he is floating there, go and add him. It might be pain for this week, but you're going to get a positive update, I reckon, Pretty, and you might not. 
There is a risk of this that you might not. Again, I will cons- I will put out this disclaimer. I do not know. I have no idea whether Jaron Jackson is actually returning this month. I think that he will. That is my expectation, but I could be really wrong on that. But I think it's worth having a crack. Zaire Williams remains out with knee soreness. He's still probably three to four weeks away there. Um, and yeah, he had an opportunity to establish himself and uh, the injury cost him, unfortunately. Tyler Hero, he has appeared as questionable on the injury report. He was he missed some of the Warriors game with that eye injury a couple of days ago, or early last week. He's been playing really big minutes, 38 in each of the last two. That was without Jimmy Butler, who is ready to return on Monday with that hip problem. So Butler's ready to go, but Hero could be out. We still haven't seen Victor Oladipo this season with his knee. I don't expect him back this week. In fact, he's really turning into, not he's not quite in TJ Warren territory, but he's getting into that, like, I just don't care until you're there. Like, he's... I just I have no faith in this guy being healthy. It's, it's, it's sad. It's unfortunate. No faith whatsoever. Omer Yurtseven, also out with the ankle problem. We haven't seen him play this season yet either. For the Bucks, Giannis is officially listed as probable with that knee problem. Again, he is going to miss back-to-backs this season. Not all of them, but there will be games that he misses. Some that he misses to, for knee management. They have a plan. They have had a plan for years. They will continue to have a plan for years. This will be the thing with Giannis. So just always be aware of it. I think we might get Chris Middleton back on the weekend. They don't actually play on the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, so maybe Friday, but probably next Monday is my guess for Middleton. You still might be able to sneak a buy low in there. I think his return is coming. Pat Connaughton's probably a week and a half away with his calf injury, but I don't expect him to really do much. Jingling Joe Ingles, January, February return from an ACL is probably more likely. And then there's AJ Green, who is a real player for the Bucks. He's dealing with a nasal fracture. He's a couple of weeks away. And old mate, Sandro Mamakelishvili has passed the concussion protocols, and he is available and ready to go. For the Minnesota Timberwolves. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Gobert missed Saturday's game with COVID against the Rockets. He's going to miss Monday's game as well. You'd have to think there is some doubt that he returns Wednesday. I think a return Friday is more likely. While he is out, Kyle Anderson is the guy. 31 minutes, played really well. They talk about how important he is to winning, and this is what Kyle Anderson has been his entire career. He can't impact fantasy leagues playing 20 minutes a night, but he can playing 30. So maybe you get him Monday, Wednesday. Of course, there's a million games on Monday and Wednesday, so he probably doesn't fit in your lineup. And then on Friday, Gobert is likely back. So I'm not sure that's a great ad, but that's the likelihood of Gobert's missing, I think, is Monday and Wednesday. For the Pelicans, um, you've got Kyra Lewis still returning from an ACL, probably, I would guess, four to five weeks away, but we haven't really had an update there. While Garrett Temple is out for personal reasons. I honestly can't believe he's still on a roster. Uh, the New York Knicks, Grimey, Quinton Grimes, questionable. Missed Saturday's game with a foot, and I thought that was just back-to-back, but no, he's still in the injury report Monday with foot soreness. Will he start? Will they go back to Reddish? Will they go back to Quickly? Or will they go to Quickly? Will they go to Fournier? I don't know. Never had so much uncertainty about a Thibodeau starting lineup. I don't think any of them are 12-team league players, but we want to watch Grimes. He's more of like a 16-team league guy, while Mitch Robinson is not, in fact, taking it from here. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. He's out for the rest of this week and probably the start of next week, which means, of course, Isaiah Hartenstein, who already was a must-roster player, is now an indisputable 
un, incontrovertible. I don't think that's the right word, but I, I don't actually care. It sounds like it is. Um, regardless, Hartenstein's a must-roster must player. You cannot debate me on it. You cannot, because if you do, you'll lose. That's the only debate you'll ever lose against me. Um, the Thunder. Alexei Pokyshevsky is dealing with his shoulder issue. We don't know how long this is going to be. Um, his upside is not, or his value is not great enough to hold through injuries. When he, Because we know that on a, he's up and down anyway. Look at his minutes. 12, 13, 17, 26, 22, 31, 28, injured, injured. I, I, what do we do with that? Not worth holding through this. Um, and we don't really have a timeline on it, unfortunately. And of course, when we head to Orlando, timelines... They, they, they don't care about that. That's that's for you peasants. Michael Fultz dealing with a toe injury. Could we get him back this week? It's got to be getting close. We've seen him without the boot on. We've seen him doing some practice work. Maybe he returns this week. I'd say we're two to three weeks away from Cole Anthony returning with an oblique. I don't believe that Anthony should be held outside of stash situations because when he comes back, I think you're going to have other guards in that mix. He's not a high upside fantasy player anyway, and he's not necessarily going to have that lead role. So, I don't think he's a hold. Fultz is maybe a stash, but you know, I'm not convinced that he's going to provide much value initially. Gary Harris, he remains out. Nice, Gary! Um, with that torn meniscus, they never really gave us a timeline of that. He literally could be three more months away. I've got no idea. They never actually told us what the injury status was or how long he's going to be out. He's not going to impact much himself, but he does... You know, impact the value of guys like Suggs and Fultz and Anthony and Ross and old mate Bol Bol, who someone um, left a comment on one of my videos yesterday. Say, hey, I um I was able to get Bol Bol. I traded away Evan Mobley. I went, oh, that's gross, right? Ugh, no, I don't like that at all. And then I tweeted out, and then people go, what are you talking about? I think you're overestimating Mobley. That's actually a win. Bol's probably better. I don't see any way that his minutes drop off. So this is again psychology, sell highs, buy lows. People are convinced on both that he's a 30-minute-a-night player. A week and a half ago, he was playing 20 minutes a night. I, I, I don't think he can play 30 minutes a night as a backup big man. Yes, he's ahead of Bumba. He's ahead of a KK. Cool, no worries. But I don't think he's a 30-minute-a-night player moving forward. But people believe that. So, buy lows and sell highs do exist. There are people that... The majority of them looked at that trade and went, woof. Someone's like, oh, that's a league-killing trade. You've got to veto it. And I, go, I don't know about that. But then multiple people go, hey... That's, no, nah, bowl, man. He's going to get these minutes. I see no re- I, I see no reason for it to drop off is what people told me. So like, there are multiple different um, opinions on that. And that's just, I don't know why I went on to that because we're talking about the magic, but all of these injuries, these guys, Anthony and Fultz and even Harris, they're going to have rotation roles. The Yokai is out. Cool. Um, and then Mo Wagner. We have not seen Mo, unfortunately, this season. He's dealing with that foot issue for the Philadelphia 76ers. Conflicting reports on Harden. He's, oh, he's fine. He's okay. We may be back in two weeks. And then it's like, no, nah, he's got a lot of pain in his foot. I'm just still going to stick to the month timetable. We're like a week into that. So probably three weeks more for Jim Harden with his foot issue. Of course, it's been Maxi who gets the big bump. Um, Melton gets a big bump as well. But guys like Milton and House, those guys coming off the bench, they're not impacting 12s or probably even 14 team leagues. Joel Embiid is still dealing with an illness. He would now have missed four straight if he misses Monday. We don't know. He's questionable for Monday. But the last time he played was the 29th of October. Must be a pretty significant illness. They haven't said what it is. They did just say it's non-COVID though. While Daniel House is also questionable for Monday with an illness which is non-COVID. 
if Embiid is out, Harrell is a stream, but Paul Reed also a really good stream for defensive stats. For the Suns, Cameron Payne dealing with a knee issue. Um, they their backup point guard behind him is is actually nobody, unless you think Landry Shamit's a point guard, and if you do, then your NBA team is going to be pretty bad. But they don't really have another option, so we'll have to watch that with um, Payne. Actually, I don't even know. Is is it actually his? I don't think it actually is his knee. I think I'm wrong on that. Um, yeah, because the the injury report confused Payne and Johnson, but there is definitely an issue with um, with Payne. It's just not his knee. So apologies for that. Cam Johnson is out with a knee. It's minimum six to eight weeks. It's maximum out for the season, but we don't know because they haven't told us a timeline or what sort of surgery he had. I tend to fear that it's the season one, but that's a fear of mine. Now, is Cam Johnson good enough to hold in a non-stash spot when he's out for two months? Probably not. The guys that I consider stashable, holdable players who are going to be out two months have got to be top 50 guys, I think. Top 100 guys, top 90 guys, which I think Johnson's about that area. It's, I don't think it's worth holding when you're going to have him out for two months. Ish Wainwright's out for personal reasons. Dwayne Washington Jr. is also out for personal reasons, while Jay Crowder remains sidelined as he waits the elusive trade. Cool. Um, Portland. Damian Lillard is going to return today. So if you did stream in Shaden Sharp, which I didn't think was a very good move, but if you did, move on. Um, because Lillard is back. But Red Simons, still not sure. Dog him, Red. Now, yesterday, Anthony Simons was listed as doubtful, but he has been upgraded to questionable today. Josh Hart is probable. Justice Winslow is probable. Don't drop Josh Hart. Must roster play it. Winslow can be dropped. Um, Gaz Payton, probably another week or so away as he recovers from the core injury. And uh, Olivier, Olivier Saar. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Sorry. Uh, he's still dealing with a wrist injury. He's probably six weeks away and uh, yeah, probably going to lose his chance at getting a rotation spot. The Sacramento Kings do not have any injuries at the moment. Awesome. The Spurs do. Few situations here. Zach Collins is out today with a leg problem. He'd been you know, pushing into 12-team territory. I think there's a little bit of noise in that, and I don't love it as a 12-team guy. And Romeo Langford's out with a toe issue. Yeah, Langford's not even a 20-team league player. And Blake Wesley's out for a few months here with that MCL injury. Jordan Hall, for those of you who care in deeper leagues, he is back after having a plantar fascia issue. He's available to play. I think he's an interesting player, actually, Jordan Hall. For the Raptors. Pascal Siakam out for the next two weeks with a groin injury. We saw last game Christian Coloco play big minutes, but that was not a different role for Coloco because he'd already been playing. He'd already been starting. Whether they go Coloco or Achua or Boucher or Young or Porter, it's, I think it's going to be up and down every game. But Siakam is out for the next two weeks. Kim Birch also out with a knee problem. He's missed the last two. This will be his third out. He's not going to play much anyway. The Utah Jazz. Jared Vanderbiltbar missed yesterday's game. He's officially questionable for today. Now, on their injury report, Mike Conley is not on it, and it is a back-to-back for today. So that is very intriguing. Now, with Vanderbiltbar out, what they did last game is they started a Linick and Markin at the four and the five, and they pushed Malik Beasley into the starting lineup, not Walker Kessler. Kessler did have an improvement in minutes, and he does become streamable for his blocks, but the big, big upside is not really there, and I'm not really sure it's going to be there for Kessler this season. And the last team we look at is the Wizards. Rattles Beal remains out with COVID for what? The 17th time. He's out again. He missed Sunday. He'll miss Monday. They started Corey Kispert in his spot. He didn't play a huge amount, but there's just too many of these guys. Kispert and Barton and Morris and Hachimura and Avdia 
and they're going to play Johnny Davis apparently today. Jordan Goodwin played 26 minutes. I wouldn't rush to add him. But there's just a bunch of guys there. Goodwin's one to watch, but I wouldn't rush to add him. While D-Line Wright's out for you know, probably another four to five weeks at least here with that torn hamstring, obviously he is not worth a stash unless unless you have stash ability. That'll do me. Guys, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, you leave a comment, you subscribe, you ring the bell, and your thumb straight up the middle. Do that. It's great. I think we're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.